prefer coming to school. We don't have any other choices, uh, so uh, we have to just continue. It's quite obvious that we are not yet well equipped to overcome such a situation and operate normally. It's not as effective as going to school. Africa is the youngest continent in the world and the opportunities to develop digital learning and education technologies are endless. Online education in Sub-Saharan Africa has been growing despite persistent technological barriers. It is seen as a cost-effective method of scaling up education for Africa's millions of young people. With national and local lockdowns in place across the region, Schools have had to take the delivery of education into their own hands. This week on Africa Science Focus, we discover how schools in Tanzania, Rwanda and Ethiopia have been providing classes to their students during the pandemic. And we hear from students who tell us which digital tools have been helping them to learn. I am Sally. Amutabi. Okay, my name is Msaka Hildefonsi. I'm the deputy head of school, curriculum and training, Dar es Salaam Independent School. The shutting down on the 17th of March was quite abrupt. So we were not prepared. When we went home, we had to communicate as the school administration connect with our teachers, discuss through normal forums of WhatsApp, because we were not yet also confident and confident with the, the Zoom and other media of communication which we could do through videos. After we had communicated, we organized it to start with the Google Classroom. With the Google Classroom, number one, we had to get connection with all the students to have the email addresses. After we had that connection, Slowly we started. For the part of the secondary school, within one week, we were able to connect with the almost over 75 or three quarters of our students. And then through Google Classroom, we discussed on how we can start Zoom sessions. Do you feel like the, uh, the performance improved, it's segmented, or the performance uh, 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 went down a little bit? Yeah, in the actual sense, we can say that. Like uh, 60% of our students have been able to excel. They are gloomed quite well. But the, the 15%, I can say we are like completely lost because some completely were not able to engage or to involve themselves into online learning due to different issues and circumstances. It's quite obvious that we are not yet well equipped to overcome such a situation and operate normal. That was Musaka Idefons, the deputy head of secondary school curriculum and training at the Dar es Salaam Independent School in Tanzania, telling reporter Michael Baruti how the school met the sudden switch to digital learning after the COVID-19 outbreak. Given Edward is the award-winning CEO of MTABE Innovations a technology venture that provides teaching and assistance via SMS for those students who do not have access to the internet, textbooks or smartphones. Given 
tells Africa Sands Focus reporter Michael Baruti what e-learning is all about. So, in 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 a nutshell, if somebody asks you what is e-learning, what what would your answer be? Uh, e-learning, in its truest form, mm. is um, electronic learning. Um, now, that that's important because it then draws contours through which we can use to to guide our our innovations. So, it's any application of technology um i'm being very careful not to take internet but application of technology to to facilitate the whole process of learning a lot of schools at least the ones that could afford you know um um opted to do e-learning and online um uh, studies um do you think that is something that in the long run could actually work in tanzania as well as it could be a main mean of education. Do you see that happening? It's uh, well, it's uh, not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when, in the aspect that after a while, that's, that's where the world is heading, and that's where we are heading. If there's anything we have learned from COVID, it's that um, education happens beyond classrooms. The Islam specifically is expected to be one of the most populous countries in the world within the next 50 years, I believe. And um, Africa in itself is going to have one of every three young people. And and so educating these young people is really important. And the one thing that can help educate this big number of young people is technology. Because it can reduce cost while increasing while increase efficiency in facilitating learning. What can African countries and African institutions do to to to, to mainstream e-learning and maximize its advantages? I think the biggest thing that they can do is first to look introspectively on 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 the actual challenges that African students are facing, and not necessarily import um, e-learning solutions from 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 the West because the problems from there are quite different from the ones we we. Um, we have here. By the year, I think 2014, 2024, the e-learning market is expected to be worth at least 1.8 billion USD. And so it's a very, very big market. 1.8 billion uh, USD available as a market in the African context for education specifically shows that there is so much of, of opportunities and and windows for innovation where um, you can create a value and capture this market. Given is leading the charge with the e-learning resources with his service MTABE, which was recently recognized as one of the most innovative edtech startups in sub-Saharan Africa. We created it after realizing a big number of students don't have access to, 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 to internet platforms. Um, or rather internet in general. And so we figured let's create a platform that, apart from just being available online, it can also be available offline via, via SMS. So it's, a, it's an e-learning platform um, that students use to ask questions and get answers as well as see what their peers are asking. But then apart from that, they, they also get to, 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 to access questions um, every single day we send them these questions so that they they can they can test on themselves and all this is happening uh, by accident
While edtech is growing for some in Africa, the reality is that many government schools have spent the lockdown without any technical support, unable to provide their students with lesson plans or worksheets. Tesfa Alem Teklebiru tells us what's happening on the ground in Ethiopia. And uh, we just advise them, every parent and student, to create you know the Telegram channel, and we created the Telegram channel in every grade. We could say that they are effective, really. In such conditions, we don't have any other choices. So we have to just continue giving the lessons or teaching our students the lessons they should get. Omar Sibatu there with our reporter Tesfa Alem Teklebiru from Ethiopia. Addis Ababa's Safari Academy has been relying on Telegram, a video chat and messaging platform to communicate with its students. Some 30 or 40 percent of our parents have their own Wi-Fi at their home, but some of uh, our parents or some of our students use, you know, the data and the data is very slow and sometimes even uh, they cannot communicate with us. And some still do not have even the, the smartphone. They just get problems with, with communicating with us. So uh, we have advised those parents uh, to come to us. They can come with flashes. And sometimes even those, those parents who cannot uh, use flashes, then we can sometimes give them hard copies by just printing the, lesson, the lessons. Tell me your name and which school you come from. Okay, my name is Elias Akmal and uh, I'm grade 11 student in Safari Academy. Can you tell me your experiences on switching from learning in physical classroom space with your teachers to an online e-learning system? Okay, first it is a new thing for me. It's a new experience for me which I've never experienced before. It's not effective. Uh, I have several reasons for saying this. The first one is school not just a place of acquiring academic knowledge, it's also a place of social interaction. And uh, it also has negative impact on our health because we are spending more time on screens, which affects our eyes. Most of my friends, including me, are having computer vision problems, which comes from trying to focus for a lot of time on computer screens. And it's affecting our health, so it's not effective as schools. I'm not happy. It's not just me. I usually talk with my friends, share ideas, and now I'm starting to understand why countries are really rushing to reopen schools. It's not as effective as going to school. I used to use by my dad's phone, so he used to go at work. I cannot find his phone like as much as I needed, so it was hard. I really prefer going to school because we will have our teachers beside us. They will guide us and give us everything that we need. But when you're at home, we don't get that kind of many kinds of supports because my parents are at work, so I used to do it alone. So I really prefer going to school. Elias and Lydia, students at Safari Academy, telling reporter Tesfa Alem what it is like learning from home. While there are plenty of online communication tools available, not everyone has access to the internet and only a few lucky schools are able to supply these services. So, was the first time your student used this model? 
Have your students adapted well to this new way of learning? Yeah, I think so. I think they have adapted very well. We have our own website and um, the website, we developed an e-learning platform on the website. Then we also embedded an, um, a video conferencing application onto our website. And so it was quite easy for the parents, uh, sorry, the children to get on. Once you have your code and you have access, then now you can um, do the courses that are online. And um, the teachers are also there. And so the teacher can go live at any particular time. And you can have an opportunity to interact with the teacher, ask questions. Um, the platform also, we had a chat system on the platform. So um, where it's not a live lesson and it's even a recorded video, the child could pose questions on the uh, chat system that was developed and they get continuous feedback. That was Gabriel Opari, Principal of Path to Success International School in Kigali, speaking to our reporter Immaculate Mukazaire. And that ends our episode for this week. Want to know more about what's happening in science in Africa? Send us your questions and we'll find an expert to answer them. Text or voice message on WhatsApp plus 254-799-042-513. You can subscribe to our program, download episodes and leave a review at www.sidev.net. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis, the editor was Ocheng Ogodo, with reports from journalists Michael Baruti, Immaculi Mukazaire, and Tesfa Alem Teklebiru. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you next Wednesday. program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Branch program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs>